0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the bread, I want. I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No less to grow slack. I gotta keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. That's what I, when you were born again, uh, God is your father, and you are made in his likeness, and in His image, He's not a failure. He's not a defeated one. And so the Bible says those that are born of God are overcomers. So say it out loud, I am, born of God. I am born of God. That makes me, that makes me an overcomer. An overcomer. That's, what I am. That's what I am. That's who I am. Who I am. <laughs> so if you've experienced some setbacks or some issues or some problems... Don't assume that was God's plan and don't assume, well, I'm, I'm just a failure. I'm Never say such a thing. No, just because you've had some issues, that doesn't mean you are a failure. You are a victorious one Amen. and you haven't lost until you give up and quit, until you stop and God's on the throne today. You're still breathing. Yes, it ain't over. Right. Is that right? Said out loud, greater is he, Great is he who, is in me who is in me than he who is in the world. He who is in the world. I am, I am an, overcomer. an overcomer, more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror. through God, through God who, lives in me. who lives in me. Father, we thank you so much for these glorious realities. This is not just letters on a page in a book. This is living truth, living reality, in us and with us and for us. Thank you so much for manifesting that today and in the days to come. We ask for utterance, guidance, direction for right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look again in Hebrews, the third chapter, please. We've been on this for a number of weeks now. That we're calling, a series we're calling, Overcoming unbelief. Hebrews 3, 7, he said, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your heart as in the provocation. Verse 10, he said, I was grieved with that generation. Said they always err in their heart. They've not known my ways. Verse 12, take heed brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. He's warning us. Don't let what happened to those Israelites that came out of Egypt but failed to go into the promised land, wound up dying young and wrong in the desert. He's saying, Don't let that happen to you. They were robbed of God's plan for their life, God's good plan for their life. They were robbed of, they should have had nice houses, they should have had nice property. They should have had a good life, good place, enjoyed nice things and good things with themselves and their spouse and their kids and their grandkids and great-grandkids, and they didn't enjoy any of it, none of it. They never even made it in to the land. They, they lived out in a bleak, desolate, blazing hot in the daytime, cold at night, no food, no water. Unless God did a miracle desert. Not God's will. Not for 40 years. They were supposed to just go through, learn some lessons, and get on in. And what, the, what we're seeing in the New Testament is the Spirit of God's warning us that what happened to them could happen to you. Brethren, he says. And so by the grace of God, we're serious about this. We're taking him serious. And if he's saying, know about this, don't let this happen. We've been weeks on this, learning about this. We want to know what happened to them. And by the grace of God, it's not going to happen to us. Amen. Said out loud, by God's grace, by God's grace. and my faith, and my faith. I, won't be I won't be robbed of God's good plan, of God's good plan. For, my life. for my life. Amen. Go back to Numbers 16, if you would. We're continuing looking. This is the 11th major event of Korah's rebellion. And we saw Korah, Dathan, Abiram, 250 princes in the congregation lead an all-out rebellion, really a rebellion against God. They called it rebelling against Moses and Aaron. They wanted to replace them, and they wanted to go back to Egypt. Go back. How many know that with God, it's never about going back or going down. It's always about moving forward. Is that right? Going up to greater, better. Never did God say, you know, I wanted to do that for you, but it's just going to be too much. I'm going to have to turn around and we're going to have to you know, tone down our expectations. No, no. God's able to do exceeding abundantly above what you asked or thought. Amen, amen. Not almost or not quite. Above. Above. So if it's not exceeding abundantly above, it's not God. And it's going back and quitting and settling for less and nothing. That's not God. That's never God. So uh, the Lord told uh, Moses to tell them, since they thought they were all that, for them to go ahead and come out. They want to be priests, act like priests. They came out with their censers. And uh, they stood out in their tents in defiance against him. And the ground opened up and swallowed them up. They went alive down into the pit. And then fire blasted out and consumed the 250. And that's over in... uh, verse thirty five then verse thirty six the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, "Tell Eliezer to go take the censors. this is somebody that was called and anointed to handle censors, and so he he did verse thirty eight these censors of these sinners against their own souls, and like we were talking about on yesterday's class, you hear people say things like well You know, man, isn't that something? God just killed them like that? and Why did God kill them like that? No, they did it to themselves. These sinners against their own souls. Who did it to them? They did it. Sinners against their own self, their own souls. And he said, let them make broad plates for a covering of the altar. For they offered them before the Lord. Therefore, they're hallowed. And they'll be assigned to the children of Israel. Why? Why does God keep saying these things? He doesn't want this to happen again. Right? He wants there to be visible things <laughs> that the people can see. Even later generation. That when they come and, and somebody's little boy says, Why are all those big shields there on the side? And, and he says, Son, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> these guys came out here and got, you know, disrespectful with God, and got blasted with fire, and we are never going to do that, right? No, we're not going to do that. It was supposed to be a preventive. The Bible said this thing became a sign. And even in the New Testament, you'll hear reference to Korah's rebellion. To this day, Korah's name is identified with rebellion against God. I'm glad that's not my name. I'm glad it's not Keith's rebellion. (laughs) That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Uh, And God never changes. If, If he felt this way that we see here in this chapter about that then, he has not changed at all. He still feels the same way. But the difference is he will show mercy to anybody that asks for it. And because of what Jesus has done, mercy. He has a right to give mercy. Come on. Can you see this? Thank God. Even back then, if the, even before Jesus came, if they asked for mercy, he would give them mercy and they would offer animal blood. You remember that? And the blood didn't pay the price. It just covered it until one would come. Hallelujah. Whose blood would wash it away. And that has happened now, but it said, verse thirty-nine, Eleazar the priest. Now notice, it keeps referring to the priest, the priest, the priest. Took the brazen censers wherewith they were burnt; they that were burnt had offered. They made them broad plates for a covering of the altar. So that censer was never again used as a censer. It was hallowed. Because it offered incense and fire to the Lord. But it had been defiled because people did it that should never have touched it. And so what to do with them? Well, the Lord told them, take the metal in them and remake it into a shield. And they put these shields, broad plates for a covering of the altar. To be a memorial, a memorial is something that reminds you. To the children of Israel, that no stranger, which is not of the seed of Aaron, come near to offer incense before the Lord. That he be not as Korah and his company, as the Lord said to him by the hand of Moses. So anybody that decided they're going to try that out, they'd say, you see them shields on the side of the altar? (laughs) (laughs) That used to be a (laughs) censer. You want to add a shield to there? But verse 41, but on the Marah, on the Marah, this is the very next day after the ground opened up, people went down alive, the fire blasted out. The very next day, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron saying, you have killed the people of the Lord. Doesn't that make you want to put your Bible down and go, what? <laughs> You've got to be joking. Huh? After all of this, their solution now is to all of them rise up against Moses and Aaron. Didn't learn a thing. Now, why are we talking about this? Is this just history with some sad, confused people here? What are we t- why are we even studying this? Because the New Testament... Right? Hebrews, 1 Corinthians, other places tells us, learn from this. Don't let this happen to you. So is it possible for us to get confused like this? We don't don't like to believe it, but it has to be. Or else why warn us? The whole congregation mm, 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 murmured against Moses and against Aaron. Saying, you have killed the people of the Lord. How do, you, how do you stretch that? Moses and Aaron made the ground open up. They blasted fire out. Out of what? Their eyeballs? What? <laughs> how did they do this? This is not wanting to believe in God. Can you see this? Yeah. See, and this is proof positive. Seeing miracles and signs and wonders does not give you faith. No matter how much you see, it won't make you a believer. Because it's always a choice. It's always a choice in the heart. And see, is this the first thing they've seen in a miracle? I mean, how about the ten signs and wonders that got them out of Egypt? How about the splitting of the Red Sea? How about water out of the rock? The Bitter waters made sweet. Manna out of the sky. Fresh quail flown in. Right? All of these things and still they don't want to believe in the reality of God. They only want to look at what they can see and the people. And it's Moses. Moses and Aaron. You have killed the people of the Lord. Can you see why it's called evil unbelief? I mean, it's bad stuff. And, and, and what it is, is they, they refuse to acknowledge that God did what he did. They refuse to acknowledge that they have disrespected God, that they have sinned against God. They refuse to repent. And what's the danger of that? Man, no repentance. You're in danger of judgment mm-hmm. without mercy. That's not just Old Testament. First Corinthians said, "If you judge yourself, you won't be judged. But if you won't, then you will be." Mercy, though, rejoices against judgment. I'm a mercy man myself. Yes. How about you? I mean, we we'll say I'm I'm a mercy person. Is it? huh? Mercy? That's me. I'm. <laughs> I don't want to judge anybody. I don't want to get judged. I don't want to fail to repent. I want to judge myself and repent quick cuz I like me some mercy. How about y'all? Yes. Anybody besides me? Yes. Ooh, mercy's wonderful. Yes. Mer- even when you've messed up terribly and you should be destroyed. Mercy means you get no destruction at all. You just get forgiven. <laughs> and God don't even bring it up to you anymore. He's like, I don't remember that anymore. It's paid for. Oh, mercy. 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 Makes you want to break out in the song. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Lift your hands and twirl around and thank God forever. But are they acting in a way that they're going to get some mercy here? So sadly, even if you didn't know, if you, even if you hadn't read. What got Korah and Dathan and Abiram and all those guys judged? Defiance, rebellion, blaming, judging, won't judge themselves, won't repent. What are they doing the very next day? Doing the same thing. What do we know? They're in danger. Is that right? Of being judged. Because they are judging. Isn't that judging? You have killed the people of the Lord. It's your fault. Korah's dead. Really? It's Moses' fault that Korah, Dathan, and Abiram decided to rebel against him. Now we're laughing and that doesn't sound reasonable, but the reason I keep saying this, do you not know that people everywhere are blaming God? They're blaming God for everything that goes wrong, blaming God for every problem, their own faults and failures. I just don't know why God let that happen. Well, how about you didn't listen to him? Is that an option? They murmured, verse 41, and said, you have killed the people of the Lord. And it came to pass when the congregation was gathered against Moses and against Aaron, they looked toward the tabernacle of the congregation and behold, the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared. Tell me what's it time to do? Class, What's it time to do? The (laughs) class. What happened yesterday? Is that right? I mean, you talk about a short memory. What happened yesterday? Fire blasted out of there and wiped out 250. The ground opened up. And now you want to stick your chest out and blame people today. Blame God's anointed, God's chosen. Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses, and said, Get you up from among this congregation that I may consume them as in a moment. Why? Uh, this is what their sin deserves. Now God would like to be merciful to them, but is anybody asking for mercy out there? Is anybody willing to repent? No. No. So what's left? Judgment without mercy. Is that right? Yes. It is. Is it fair and just? It is not what God wanted, but he said, this is get out of the way. And Moses and Aaron, now now, now get this, how how this comes full circle. Moses said to Aaron, take a censer. Now Aaron is the high priest. He's not just a priest. He's the high priest, God's high priest, handpicked by God. He said, take a censer. Does Aaron have a right to take a censer? Yeah. The other guys didn't. He does. Put fire on it off the altar and put on the incense, the thing that got the other guys killed. And go quickly to the congregation and make an atonement for them. For there's wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. More judgment. Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation. And behold, the plague was begun among the people. And he put on incense and made an atonement for the people. Oh, class, are you all awake? Yes. The high priest. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Woo, Hallelujah. With incense and fire went out and atonement means he shed blood. Went out and made atonement for the people. Verse, verse 48. And he stood between the dead and the living. And the plague was stopped. Hallelujah. Ooh. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can, can you see why I keep saying, man, people are missing so much when they don't read their Old Testament. This actually happened. But this is inspired scripture, and the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 it's types and shadows. Do we have a high priest? Yes. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Did he come in between us yes. and wrath? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah! Did he offer up blood? Yes. Did he make a sacrifice? Yes. Did he, does he still stand between the dead? And the living. Oh, hallelujah. And for everybody that will reach out to him and lay hold of him, the plague is stopped. The judgment is stopped. Woo. Come on, think about it. People were dying, as they say, like flies from this plague that's just sweeping through the, the people. And Aaron comes running. He's got the censer in his hand. He's offered the blood. And he comes and he runs in. And he holds it up before God. And I mean, you're standing over here. A neighbor of yours is dying right over here. And you don't die. Mm -hmm. Because the high priest has interceded for you. Has mediated for you. you, And stopped the judgment that you deserve. Because this guy is just as rebellious this morning as this guy. Huh? He's just as mouthy. He's out there with the rest of them. You've killed the people of the Lord. But he didn't die. <laughs> this guy did, but he didn't die. Why? Because he was on the right side of the high priest. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. How many raise up your hand and say, I'm on the side? Of the high priest. Is that right? I'm on the right side. I'm not against him. I'm with him. I'm for him. Oh, this is such a beautiful type, such a beautiful picture. Our high priest. We have a high priest, the Bible says. Jesus, the Christ, who's passed into the heavens, the Son of God. And not with the blood of bulls and goats, but with his own blood. Yeah. He is entered in. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And offered it up on the mercy seat. Which what? What does that do? Did you hear the phrase offered it up where? Mercy. Where? Mercy. The mercy seat. Wonder what you get at the mercy seat? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get it without the blood. That's right. The mercy's not available unless. Judgment has been appeased. Judgment has been satisfied because judgment was deserved. And God cannot do a thing that is unjust. No matter how much he loves you, he won't pervert justice for you. He is so perfect and right and just. And so the only way, that's why Jesus had to come. Because God could not treat human beings like they had not sinned when they had. He could not bless you when you deserve punishment. He could not give you heaven when you deserve hell. Unless. Aren't you glad God knew there was a way? Unless somebody would come who was perfect in every way and had no sin and was willing to take your place and take your punishment and be judged in your place and he did it that makes it perfectly legal and just for God to treat you as though you were Jesus hallelujah because he treated Jesus as though he was you amen hallelujah mm. Oh, and that's why I'm not going to hell. I'm not going. How about you? I'm 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 going to glory. And it's why I don't deserve judgment. In spite of all my mistakes, I deserve no punishment. I deserve no judgment. Why? Because the master stood between the dead and the living, offered up and made the sacrifice, and the plague was stopped in its tracks. <clears throat> stopped right there. No more plague. No more judgment. No more destruction because of our great high priest. Do you love him today? Yes. Do you thank God for that sacrifice? Lift your hand and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for this sacrifice. Thank you for this sacrifice. Well, our time's up again today, but I have preached myself happy today. But I tell you, I hope you've enjoyed it. Well, there's a whole lot more. We're not we're not done with this. Come back next time, and we'll get more into this. And our faith is. Can you feel your faith growing, man? You you're coming up. You're 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 increasing. You're growing in faith. And we'll see you soon, back here in Faith School. I've sure enjoyed being with you again this week. Uh, I I believe you're probably just as stirred as I am about the mercy of God. I Always like to at the end of the week take a moment and thank you, our partners, all of you that are believing with us, praying for us, sowing into this to, to keep it going. It just, it encourages Phyllis and I and all the staff so much and it gives us a right to believe with you for your things. I know some years ago Phyllis and I I'm talking about a number of years ago, we got behind on some things financially and, and just made some mistakes and, and uh, we were not in good shape. And we asked God for mercy. And within uh, less than a year, we were completely out of debt on those things. God is a merciful God. I want to do that with you. Even if you've made some really bad financial mistakes, let's ask God for mercy. Watch what happens. Father, we do. I ask for my partners. And for all of us, have mercy on us concerning mistakes that have been made. Uh, Deals that shouldn't have been done. Debts that shouldn't have been entered into or agreements or commitments. We ask for mercy. I ask for mercy, Lord. Help them to get out of it, to get it paid, to get it taken care of. We bind the enemy. You take your hands off of that. We say, holy uh, angels, go ministering spirits, and work, and cause it to come in quickly, easily, and abundantly in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm believing for that with you. Let us know. Send us a testimony about how it works out. We love you. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today,